Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been razor sharp since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover over Popping bottles, get all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture We're living in a chaotic culture has been quite the month and quite the couple of weeks but um we're back here again and needless to say yeah it's it, some things happen so I, i'll talk about that in just a second but in the meantime i hope everybody's been doing well i hope that you have been healthy i hope that you have enjoyed your summer so far despite the shit that's been going on in our government but again we'll get to that later and i just hope that you know you've been having good vibes all around so ladies and gentlemen Welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. The power of chaos rules, black culture is elevated and embraced. This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts from finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, HBCUs, sports, black nerdum, anime, wrestling. We cover all that and everything in between. Live from the 7-5, I am the host and creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, your boy Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennium, a.k.a. the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. don't be pushing on my buttons in my cutlass unless you cut a.k.a. your favorite toxic adjacent kid. The A43 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always chaotic, never toxic. Back again, once again, with your favorite black culture highlights and black culture shenanigans. With me today, of course, is first minute of the pod, my boy Law. Please go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Man, what's happening in it? Uh, sorry, I was listening to that in the car. <laughs> but good morning, good morning, good morning. Run it up, uh, run it back up, in, run it up, run it up. Sometimes, you know, rest is very much needed, and if you don't take it, your body will make you take it, so... Indeed. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just been a hectic last couple of weeks, and just, you know, into the grind of things, and... But we're here. Yeah, we're here. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So... Uh, shout out to our other co-host Nasa who has moved back to Colorado. We wish her the best. Uh, definitely gotta get her back for when season four starts. Nice. So, but you know, as always, we are ending the season with just the two of us. So, gotta make sure that we go ahead and end it off right. If you're wondering why a- an episode did not drop last week, well, after something in the water, I caught COVID. And it, it caught me slipping, you know, because mainly when I was in D.C., I was being safe 
for the majority of the time. But the one time I took my mask off, it got me. So, and it's just like, dang, all all, in, all, all, all it needs is one time. <laughs> all it takes is one. Oh, all it takes is one, bro. And so, yep, it, it and honestly, it, it either could have happened when I had my mask off in this one instance, or it could have happened when I had my mask on, but things happened. So, um, to pretty much detail it, when we were talking about this the last episode on Saturday, when we were discussing in the previous episode, how it was a logistical nightmare, especially on Saturday. Well, according to my phone and according to my COVID tracker, it said that I was exposed to it when we were all bunched up uh, next to the um, drink stands and whatnot, and nobody could move. So mm. somewhere, somebody decided that they were going to show up to the festival and had carried the virus, obviously, and, of course, they caught me slipping. Or it happened when on Sunday when I was watching Pusha T and one of the dudes that I met up there, you know, we, and we had a great conversation, but he accidentally spit on me. So it either happened there or it happened on Saturday. I'm not sure which happened. I'm not blaming him for it, but I'm probably going with the latter. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the latter, but, you know, things happen. So as far as the symptoms that I had, though, it only felt like a mild sinus infection. Like it wasn't. It, it really, you know, I wasn't like sick, sick, or I wasn't hurting, or I wasn't, you know, I couldn't move or anything like that, or, you know, we I could. You need a respirator. Yeah, I, it wasn't that bad. Like, honestly, I could, I could still breathe. That's I could still that smell. That wasn't a joke. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like. but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel what you're saying, bro. But, yeah, I did not um, lose sense of smell or sense of taste. So, I could still breathe. You know, I was stuffed up, obviously. Um, I, I did have a mild cough. And, of course, I was, you know, coughing up phlegm and mucus and all that. But. So, question. What's up? Do you have to wait to get the booster now? Or. Um, no, well, no, I have my booster. Well, but, you know, it's a, I think it's just a second booster. Yeah, right I think the second booster, though, that you might need to uh, possibly wait. Because I think that that is still only required for, like, those who are, like, 60 and up or 55 and up. Mm. So I don't think that the second booster, for what the CDC says, is necessary for those of us who are under the age of 55, at least not yet. Because the way that COVID has been mutating. I was about to say, I'm going to boost up, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, saying. I ain't trying to play no games. And, I mean, I still wear my mask and, and Lysol and disinfectant. Mm-hmm. But, hell no, nah, I ain't got time for it. Like, uh, uh, going back home, I'm like this. Like, yeah, look at yeah. them. Like yeah, somebody yeah, call <laughs> mm-hmm. T-shirt You, you alright? <laughs> <laughs> nah bro But seriously Like I'm not taking off my mask No time soon Um, Obviously I mean I'm around the house So I'm okay But mm-hmm. anytime I go out I'm like I'm wearing my mask still I'm wearing it at work now uh, Again Because for a while I took it off at work Because I was comfortable Around my you know co-workers But since I caught it I'm like nope I'm putting that, that joint Right back on Because I'm not about To risk them Or myself again So I'm about to be Wearing my mask For the majority Of the time now uh, Shoot when I go to Dallas I'm, I'm going to be masked up The DreamCon they, they have mask requirements Anyway so great Great But still uh, Yeah, yeah that, Definitely But I'm definitely Going to be uh, wearing my mask Throughout my entire trip To Texas And just in general, you know, any anytime I go out, I'm gonna have I'm gonna be masked up. So uh, even if I go out to another uh, concert, like when we did with Currency, like I'm, I'm gonna have my mask on me. So 
it, it's it, it was quite the interesting um experience i will say you know the vaccine and the booster definitely helped on top of the fact that i was taking like homeopathic medicines like zycam i was taking nothing but vitamin c and zinc vitamins to be sure that i build up my immune system uh so yeah i was doing everything that i could to be sure that i was not down bad for too long Cause I was definitely I was down bad for a little bit, but it wasn't bad enough to where I couldn't function. And basically, by the time day three or four, I mean I was still functioning, you know, but my sinuses had started to clear up a little bit. Uh, but the cough did last um, for another week, but that was pretty much the only symptom that I had. But I still, you know, was masked up and everything, and I still kept my distance from my coworkers. When I finally did go back to work. After day six, I went back to work, uh, but I, you know, again, kept my distance, was gloved up too, and was wiping down every everywhere that I was to be sure that I protected myself and my coworkers. So, you know, got always got to be safe and whatnot. But yeah, that's that's what happened. So, um, well, I say for me, it's just weird because like I work outside essentially, mm-hmm. and it's hot. <laughs> I know it, and I work in a shop with a bunch of dust, and and so like. For me to be in that environment with a mask on, it's like double, quadruple suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> you got the heat plus the sweat plus dirt and dust. I'm just like, golly. And then let's not add in allergies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm getting quadruple whammies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I know the feeling. Well, I, I still take my precautions. Right, right, right. And I still go in and outside of work as well because remember, I rent cars, so it's like I'm inside the building half the time and then half the time I'm outside. So it really just depends. I'm dealing with the elements as well. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I don't feel any more symptoms anymore. Uh, all my symptoms have cleared up, and they cleared up um, a couple of days ago, but I still wanted to be safe. Man, the Noops had a, an event at um, – Monroe, you know, on top of the the Landing Hotel, which used to be Crown Plaza for those who were, you know, who lived in Hampton and went to Hampton University. Mm. Um, but I didn't go because I'm like, well, I want to be sure that I'm being, you know, extra precautious. On top of the fact that, you know, it's a it's a lot of people gonna be out there. I'm like, I ain't gonna take my chances with that. So uh, this time I was like, I'm gonna stay home for the time being. But I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Those who went out there um, and had a good time. So other than that. Uh, my physical health is back to normal. My mental health is back to normal for the most part. Uh, and I think, you know, overall, I mean, it hasn't been that bad of a week regarding mental health. Um, still, for those who haven't, just be sure that you seek therapy, you know, if you, and we cannot stress that enough. Facts. Um, I was going to say I went home for my mom's side of the family reunion. Oh, okay. How was that? It was actually pretty great, like, to see, like, my mom. So, like, the name of the reunion was the First Dirt Road Reunion. Hmm. Okay. So, like, that kind of gives you a, a, a <laughs> visual of where they grew up. Like, my grandma, grandpa, their uh, house was at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. And I say street because it, it, it's not paved. But growing yeah. up, <laughs> it was a dirt road. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, and I say the sticks. <laughs> My mama grew up out in the boonies. Ah, oh, man. You better have a landmark or some sense of direction <laughs> stepping out there. But uh, um, so, like, seeing her talk with all our cousins and aunts, like, all the matriarchs sitting at the table that are, are still left. Like, my aunt Sophie is the last of the 
siblings of Hans, if that makes sense. So, seeing her alive and well and kicking it, I was just like, man, my heart's warm. So, didn't really get to see a lot of my, like, sec- second cousins, first. second cousins, the cousins I grew up with, but that wasn't the point. I just went to enjoy. It was really for my mom and, and her siblings. Mm-hmm. It was just good to see. Man, that's good. Glad you got a chance to spend some time with family, and glad you got a chance to go out to the country, 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 and. Boy. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, going back, I saw cotton, not cotton, uh, tobacco, corn, and soybeans. Mm. And so if you ever have seen Children of the Corn, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's a great visualization because, like, it's literally rose, corn. Rose and more corn. I was just like, yo. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, bro. Yep, that kind of reminds me of my uh, of my dad's family going out to Effingham, South Carolina. Now, granted, you know they they don't have a dirt road anymore. That they live on a main road, but that was that main road has only been there, but you know, but so many years now. But mm-hmm. even still, uh, going back, like you can just tell, like once upon a time, this used to be like the country, country, and you can tell when you know my my dad and his parents you know that they were farmers and that they you know lived out in the um, not, almost in the middle of nowhere effingham right. itself ain't but so big but effingham is outside of florence and we technically consider that as part of florence county so um yeah now florence is is you know quiet mid-sized city for the most part but still you, effingham you just like ain't nothing out of you Right. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't really nothing out of here. At least back in the day, it used to be like that. But as we said, the area has kind of grown a little bit, so there's that. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely shout out to uh, family reunions. Well, it's been a while since we've actually had an actual family reunion on both sides of the family. But um, I think maybe as things start to get safer, then we'll start doing that again. But we'll see. We'll see. I would say the last for my mom's side was back in 2013. For my dad's side. Probably like 2011. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a mad minute. <laughs> wow, I think my dad's side. I think the last one, um, the last big one that we had was 2018, uh, and then we were like, okay, we're gonna skip 2019, and then 2020, we were supposed to like have it in Maryland, but obviously that didn't happen because of COVID. So mm-hmm. um, now my mom's side, <sighs> I can't remember the last time we had a Kier's family reunion. And I can't remember the last time that all of uh, BJ's offspring, that includes like my granddad and his brothers and sisters and when I can't remember the last time that we had a family gathering um, other than when my grandfather passed. So, and that, I don't really count that. That's like, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're there for the celebration of life, but you're not there to like for, you know, family, family, right. for family events. So Because most times it's everybody come in for... For, you know, the service, and then they write back out. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get back to that. When hey, the time to comes. all the uh, viewers listening, if you are a big cousin, stop telling your, your cousin that you, that isn't more than 10 years, your junior or senior, that you older or younger than them. Cut the cap. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm 10 years older than you. Where were you born? 88 I was born in 96 mm. It's 8 years <laughs> Dance can't do math <laughs> Nah I feel that man 
I definitely feel that. Definitely uh, know, know how much older you are than some of your cousins. Cause <laughs> not, only a couple years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of which, man, I hope my family's doing well on both sides. You know, definitely got to hit up some of my cousins on my dad's side. You know, check on them, see how they doing. Um, same thing with my mom's side, but, you know, all of them are, you know, grown, married, or got kids. So, yeah. uh, it, it is what it is. Tis the age we are hey, upon. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. It's the, it's the next generation's time. It's hard to believe, man. And I and I have to think about it. I'm sitting there like, yo, on my mom's side, I am not including my uh, adopted cousins. Um, but from, like, the five of us, the original five, I don't want to call us the original five. That sounds so bad. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the five of us who were born to my grandparents' actual, you know, birth kids, not including my adopted aunts who were adopted when their mother had passed. But uh, out of the five of us, it's just like, yo, I'm the baby and I'm 31. <laughs> so it's like, yo, I'm 31. My uh, Jasmine is 32. She'll be 33 in December. And then after that, it's like a gap. And then Aisha will be 40 this year. My brother will be 41 in August. And then Yusef, our oldest cousin, he's he'll be 40. He was born in 78. He'll be 42 or 43. He'll be 42, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. I lied. I lied. I lied. He'll be 44. Damn. Wow. Wow, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But anyway, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to them. Uh, and then my sister is the oldest cousin on my dad's side, and she'll be, she'll be 50 next year. <sighs> I, that's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, like, yo, my own sister is about to be 50. Wow. Wow. Speaking of which, my niece's birthday is coming up. I definitely got to make sure that I send her uh, her birthday, her annual birthday gift. I know she wants some kind of sneaker, so I got to be sure that I look in my, my sneakers app and find out which which what can I get for my soon-to-be nine-year-old niece. I also got to visit nah, them, too. But. You don't, I don't buy shoes until you turn at least 11. <laughs> I well, got to make sure that growth spurt don't kick I, I'm, bro, bro, I'm saying because it's just like, dang, yo, I, I got her a pair for her birthday. I got her a pair for Christmas. And I'm sitting here like, but see, the thing that my um, that my sister does, she says she always gets like the next size up so that way she can grow into them. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, I'm not about to sit here and, and give you a size. And then... She don't wear them no more because she don't now grow. No, she's gonna grow into your shoes. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's smart. That's that's smart. So, and yeah. and now I got it back because I just had a my brother just had his third daughter on June the seventh. Oh man. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got one niece that probably is into designer. One niece that is. Getting ready to go to eighth, seventh. No, she's getting ready to go to seventh grade. Oh, okay. And then I got a newborn niece. So, ah, man, Uncle got to make sure his pockets is all the way together. I feel that one hundred percent. Thankfully, only got to worry about one because my nephew, which is also my sister's kid, he's only two years younger than I am. So oh, he's yeah, he, he he's twenty nine. Oh like, yeah, bro, oh, you grow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you want some cash, bro, I I got you, but. Right, right. Out towards the bill, bro. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> we're we're into the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Now, 
when my brother has children, whenever that may be, then then obviously the story will change. But as of right now, all I got all I got to worry about is my niece. So yeah, that's the, the narrative I'm, I've encountered with with the fam down now. When you gonna start having that? Ah, ah. Mm. <laughs> wait a minute. No, uh, it's the same thing for me, man. It was like, so when you when you have a kids, I'm like, can I have a girlfriend first? <laughs> you mean like take this step by step? Can I get a girl first and then? Can she be my man, friend first? Even, like, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm getting that too. But I mean, I've noticed that on my mom's side of the family, a lot of the uh, males are a lot older when they get married and whatnot. And I, I really didn't want to fall in that category. But I'm like, well, you know what? In today's society, I'll be, I will be surprised if I'm married by the time I'm 35. But we'll see what happens. I'm already 31. I got four years left. We'll see what happens. Anywho. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. It's family rhetoric, man. I love it, man. Indeed. But... Indeed. Um, so with that... Really quickly, before we get into like the fun stuff, we just got to talk about what's been happening in the last few weeks, obviously. We only go mention this briefly because obviously we have an episode about it already, about what had happened or what would have happened if Roe v. Wade was overturned. And obviously, the Kangaroo Supreme Court went ahead and did it anyway. Um, so, with that being said, <laughs> please be sure that you check out that episode and please, please, please just make sure that you're doing your part because we know that now that it is in the state's hands, quote unquote again, that some of these states are going to uh, outlaw abortion no matter the situation. And in Ohio, there was in a situation where a 10-year-old was raped uh, and it's like the lawmakers were just like, well, she's got to carry it to term. What? 10? She's 10. She's still in a booster seat, my guy. What? So, Yeah. Obviously, we can go into some bullshit about that, but the um, Supreme Court also had uh, some other things that they overturned, like they apparently stopped the EPA from uh, capping carbon emissions, so now it's just like, well, now you're putting the planet at risk, and when did the Supreme Court have this kind of power? Because usually you would give it to, like in, in previous cases, they would give government agencies like the authority, but now this court is saying, no, you can't do that, and it's like... Huh? Really? You said it was up for Congress to decide. Well, Congress had made a whole agency in regards to that, and now you're just saying, nope, they can't do that. Man, so they don't. They know something more than what they're showing the public. And for mm. those who actually have like watched these different TV shows and series, they're just giving us glimpses as to what's truly gonna happen, bro. Like the hundred mm-hmm. that came on CW. Prime example. Like, yeah. They wouldn't be doing all this testing to go to the the moon and Mars and all this stuff if that wasn't something that they're actually serious about doing. Right. And mind you, and again, this like kind of plays into it, but I watched uh, Love, Death, and Robot, Robots. Uh-huh. We don't know what's in space, bro. Nah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> so, like, one of the episodes, they, like, are doing space travel shipping or whatever and they get off course and mind you this dude has been like doing this for years but he was like actually like caught up by this alien thing that was like tapped into his brain keeping him alive but yeah watch love death and robots and also understand that you know they don't truly care about the planet so they if don't. they don't care about the planet we should care about the planet because at the end of the day I'm not going to space. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel that, man. Just the way that... We don't this, even know what's in the ocean. We don't. We still don't. Like, 
a lot of the ocean is still undiscovered. Like I don't, I forgot the percentage rate of how much of the ocean has been discovered, but it's it's not a lot. Ocean's too vast. That being said, in regards to the what we call the quote unquote Supreme Court, um, be please just be mindful that this the overturning of Roe v. Wade is just the start. Justice Qatar, please, you know. Go in there and, and, and handle them like the the mothers that you are. Yeah, please, please, p- please put some sense, especially because she is the most qualified out of all of them, out of all the things that she has been a part of. Um, at not just a, a clerk court, but she's been a public defender. She has Ivy League training. She has done it all, so she has the most experience. So she could probably interpret the law better than ninety nine percent of them. So that being said, I'm hoping that she can talk some sense into them. And it's oddly, it's odd that you mentioned that because I watched uh, Pastor Howard John Wesley, Alpha Street Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. He said that the main reason, one of the main reasons why they also rushed these decisions, is because they knew that she was coming to board, and she probably would have uh, thrown uh, a case out there that would have just rendered their whole case moot. Um, but they were trying to rush because they knew if she got on there that she would have probably talked some sense into them. Because Roe, I think Roe v. Wade. Was like four to five in the decision. No, no. When Roe v. Wade was decided, it was seven two. Yes, this back in the seventies, bro. It was a seven two. Oh no, I was talking about for to overturn it. Oh, to overturn it. Yeah, it was. It was a five four decision. Yeah. So, but even even then, she only would have replaced uh, Justice Breyer, which it still would have been five four. But she probably would have convinced one of the other conservative justices, like, hey. No, this case says that you cannot, that we cannot do this, and and so on and so forth. And I don't pretend to know the law. I don't pretend to be a politician. But <laughs> knowing her experience and knowing her knowledge and wherewithal of the law, she would have. Over, she probably would have gotten one of those justices and been like, you know what, you're right. As much as I hate to admit that, but either way, still, I just hate that that the things that everybody needs have been like. Monetized. Oh yeah, man. This healthcare, this, mm-hmm. dental. You know, I <laughs> like all of these things are are just to be monopolized on, and I, it does my heart like true like uneasiness just to know that like yeah I'm, I might need to go to the doctor, but am I gonna have to pay this skyrocketing bill or <laughs> am I going to actually get the healthcare so that I can get better and not have to return? No, bro, that is real, man. Everything seems to be monetized. We live in a, a capitalistic society, but now we're, this generation is realizing that capitalism is not the answer. Nope. But until we get into these offices and until we continue fighting and whatnot, these old heads are still going to continue to make decisions for us and then try to influence those that are not hip to the situation. But... That being said, when it comes to uh, abortion rights and or uh, let me say this, when it comes to women's rights in general, just please be sure that you do your research. Please be sure that you donate to these abortion funds, not Planned Parenthood, but to to these uh, abortion funds that are still out here. Um, If you are in a state that is getting ready to um, ban abortion, unfortunately, yo, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. I really, truly am. And I'm hoping that we can find solutions to this this problem that was created by the opposition so and definitely again check out the episode because Aerie does have some good sources on what you can do to be sure that you fight this matter and that we continue to fight for women's rights especially 
women of color, especially, especially black women. So definitely check that out. And we'll have her up here again so that way we can talk about it again. But anyway, um, getting off of the kangaroo court, that is the Supreme Court. Let's talk about some 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 interesting stuff that have happened in the culture. Um, but first, have you watched any new shows? New shows. <laughs> All right. Uh, I watched the first episode of The Boys. I I did too. Cool. I finally wa- I finally watched the first episode of The Boys, and now I'm, I'm interested. interested to see how that's gonna play out. <laughs> yeah, I we- watched the first episode of um, what is it? Uh, P Valley. How was that? <laughs> it's a whole lot of bitches. <laughs> okay. okay. Um. Some some head turn away portions, but you know, that's just for my preference. Yeah, no, I, I feel that man. I feel that. Um, TV shows, TV shows. I watched the um, what's that movie? Oh, it's on HBO Max. Mm. Old. You know, uh, old where they they go on vacation. Oh yeah, was that uh, M Night Shyamalan? Yeah. Oh, that's actually good. It's like that, bro. Okay. Um, I it took a minute for the the plot to man. That's another one that plays into <laughs> what's going on with this healthcare system, uh, man. All right. Better be careful going to the beach. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna definitely check that out because M Night Shyamalan. I mean, is he he's either going to like really hit. Or it's, it's gonna He's be gonna really miss. <laughs> right. So I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna definitely check that out. Uh I definitely watch the boys, obviously. So uh that is going to be on my list of things to binge here. Uh oddly enough, uh switching to anime a little bit, uh we did a rewatch of Overlord. Uh, and because season four is getting ready to come out. If you haven't seen Overlord, ooh, I highly recommend that you do. That is a gas pack. Um, and I, I kid you not. Like, that is... It is so, so good. You're going to be like, whoa, okay. I like... I'm really liking this. So, if you haven't watched Overlord, definitely check it out. I'm basic when it comes to, to my anime takes. I've been keeping steady with the One Piece drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been reading the DBZ chapters as they drop. Yep. Speaking of which, I'm actually excited for them to get into animating this next The arc. next arcs, yep. Because yep, yep. I want to see how they, they do this. Uh, I can't think of the word, but ultra, not ultra uh, instinct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, that, the chaotic heart, sound, mind, uh, uh-huh. ultra instinct. Yeah, we going to see, man. And I'm looking forward for the next chapter when it does drop. Also... While we're still on the subject of Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superheroes dropped in Japan, and the dub is supposed to drop in August. I'm probably gonna check it out before it gets dubbed, and also watch it again when it does get dubbed. But still, I heard it was very interesting. What's the ET on the the drop for us? Uh, they said they said beginning of August, so I want to say sometime in either that first or second week. I'm I gotta look at the date again. 
But yeah, they that's when they said the du- the dub is gonna drop and it'll be in American theaters. So uh, I will will be checking that out as well. Uh, Bleach is coming back. Mm. The the thousand year blood war arc is coming, and according to uh, Tite Kubo, they said that fights that that did not make the manga cut will be present in the anime. So that makes me wonder: Oh, did you actually get a chance to write or do the ending that you wanted to do? So and if and if he did, I am ready. I am ready for this. So yeah, all my bleach heads, we we up. We uh, we back oh, up. Man. So uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do a rewatch of Bleach. I think what I want to do though is go back and just reread the manga just to be sure that I am back up to date on what happened in the uh, the Blood War arc. And when it drops, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm absolutely ready for it. I keep getting notifications for One Punch, man. Ooh ooh okay. Um, I think they had chapters that have been redropping or have been dropping. So. Uh, I gotta catch up on that. Um, what else do I got? Funimation. Yeah, a, a lot of things are happening in the anime world. Um, anime Expo is going on right now. By the time this episode drops, obviously it'll be over. But uh, Anime Expo is going on, which is where we heard the news about Bleach. Um, it is the biggest convention for anime because I, I believe that Tadapula told me like a hundred thousand people. We're like going, and I'm like, yo, that's a lot, and yeah, I'm I'm not with it. Well, obviously, I haven't even been to a convention yet, so DreamCon will be my first actual, you know, convention experience. Um, but yeah, uh, also my my boys hit up EdenCon in in Vegas, and they said that that was was really good vibes too. So that'll be a venture for next year. Meanwhile, um. I'm trying to think of any new anime watches. The summer season is coming up, so uh, be sure that you check out the anime podcast that we always uh, promote on this platform, and they will give you an update on what's coming out this summer and what's about to get updated in the fall, because the summer is about to be like that as far as anime, so definitely tune into that. Now, uh, to transition really quickly, I wanted to just talk about this briefly because this going this is going to transition into the next topic. I didn't watch all of the verses between Omarion versus Mario, <laughs> but I watched enough of them clips to figure out what happened. Them boys sounded bad. Bad, bad. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, like I don't know what Omarion got going on. I don't know what Ray Ray J. Good lord, dude. Bro, how you the brother to the vocal Bible and you went on stage sounding the way that you did? Ain't no way you sounded like that, bro. Now, granted, I've never known Ray J to be the best singer. Like, I've already knew, like, okay, well, he can kind of hold the tune, but I I didn't expect him to, like, you know, be amazing, amazing. But just what I heard, I was like, yo. That ain't it, That ain't it. That is not it at, at all whatsoever. Uh, and he got rightfully cooked by everybody, including his sister. Like, Brandy was just like, now, nah, bro. Didn't I tell you I had to drink some tea before you? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> like, yo. Come on, man. Yeah, like, that That was that was not good, bro. Gots to do better. Got, gots to do better, bro. Gots to do better. Uh, and Mario rightfully cooked Omarion, too. He was just like, bro, what, what, what the hell was that? 
Mario came out there, he was ready, and he his vocals was on point. Now, I do miss when Versus was more about celebration, and they were, like, in camaraderie. Yeah, it was kind of like a mini competition, but it was more along the lines of celebrating each other's music. Now it's just become a full-blown competition. Like, yo, I'm going to get up here, and I'm going to embarrass you. For uh, Dipset versus the Lux. Yes, <laughs> yes, Dip, Dipset and the Locks. They definitely that definitely changed, and it's just like, damn, now y'all making this shit competitive. It's supposed to be a celebration, man. But yeah, they definitely made it like competitive, and I will even go as far to say Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs also played a, a role in that as well. Even though crazy, mm-hmm. no, lazy, lazy was trying to like make it more about a celebration. Mm-hmm. They, they it, obviously it got competitive, and obviously that's when the first fight happened, but. <laughs> Still, um, yeah, man, I, I was just so stunned that they sounded that bad. And, bro, when I tell you that um, Omarion has said something about his, he said that his background singers weren't there, but that he is B2K. And Jay Boog, ooh, he cooked him on IG. Like, he absolutely cooked this man. <laughs> he was like, okay, I didn't want to talk about it, and I stayed silent for years. And he deleted the post from IG, but you could probably find it somewhere on YouTube. But pretty much he said something to the effect of, your vocals are padded. Mm. On top of that, we've had uh, singers from other groups come in and actually lay down vocals for you. You weren't in the studio half the time. <laughs> the background vocals for the first B2K album um, was I forgot who it was? Um, oh, it was one of the singers from Troop, which is crazy. And then the main background vocals and the main vocals on their second album was Jay Boog. And then he goes on to say that Omarion was not the most popular member of B2K. That belonged to either Jay Boog or Lil Fizz. And I mean, Raz B was just kind of there, but they said Raz B also put in some work too for doing, I guess, for background vocals as well. But they said pretty much that Jay Boog was the one who carried. B2K along with Lil Fizz. Mm. So, mm, <laughs> mm. yeah, you, you, that, Omarion, this, this goes into this agenda that when you go into a versus, pick your opponents wisely because they said Mario cooked him on vocals. Absolutely cooked him on vocals. And I'm going to go back and listen to the uh, the whole thing. But I don't even know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just go back and listen to Mario's, uh, you know, when he was performing his songs. Because he said he was ready. But nobody else was. I'm like, oh, damn. That's that's tragic. That's very, very tragic. But, yeah. Pick your battles wisely. Pick your opponents wisely. And make sure that your vocals are on top before you do anything. And that, and that includes rappers, too. Like, be sure that your your, vo- your verses are on point. Be sure that you remember your lines. Be sure that you you on top of your game because, yeah. And also pick your songs wisely, which brings us to the next topic. Obviously, you've been we've been hearing almost for about a year now that uh, we should get an Usher versus Chris Brown versus. That goes into Usher's tiny, tiny desk performance. Now, we talked about this on Twitter. And what we call our lunch table convos. But what I listened to that tiny desk and I wish it was longer. Because Usher's vocals, my God. Now, we know when you get older, your voice is going to degrade a little bit. It's going to happen. And you could tell that as Usher has gotten older, his voice has come down a little bit. But for somebody who is approaching 45, his vocals, bro, still pristine. I'm listening. 
He he rolled that jump. Yeah, he and shout out Eric Bellinger too, bro. Yeah, and Vito, bro, <laughs> bro. His that whole entire tiny desk was was amazing. Full stop. Like he he brought Eric B and Vito out as the background voices, and bro, when Superstar played them, Vito and Eric B's harmonies, I was like, yo, okay. And then of course the band behind them was was great as well, but it was just. It was just such a welcome sight, and it was so pleasing to the ears. And this is like, yo, Usher has still got it. And even if his voice isn't where it used to be when he was in his 20s, that don't mean shit. Like, he still still got it, bro. And when you do what you're supposed to do, as far as, like, protecting your voice and as far as, like, practicing your singing and doing what you're supposed to do, you ain't going to lose it for a while. Ask Patti LaBelle. Yeah. It's she's ask her Gladys Knight. You do what you're supposed to do. Ask Brandy. You do what you're supposed to do. That voice is gonna last a long time. I mean, again, when you get older, your voice is going to you know degrade a little bit. But if you do what you're supposed to do, it, it'll be a long time before you lose it. So definitely, definitely shout that out. So with that being said, if Usher and Chris Brown were to have this versus. In my honest opinion, I'm not going to say it's a wash. I will take Usher's side, but it's going to be very close, and it is going to come down to the deep cuts. <laughs> Usher 4-3. <laughs> but, like, nah. So, like, they both have catalog. Yes. So, they would have to do it the same way that we do our, our music roundtable. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You got to... I would say do it by 20 songs. And if you really are going to judge it off of anything, you got to do it by vocal, um, live performance. Yep. Um, stage presence, because that could be part of it too. Yes. And then have like a, a fourth or fifth factor that is like either judge strictly by a judge or it could be judge for the fourth and then crowd judge mm-hmm. for the, the fifth. And then that's how you go about Deciding who won, but like it would have to be like after the fact, or like do how do um how they do American Idol where they have the the live vote, mm-hmm. so like but they have a hell of a catalog to sit here. You're not gonna hear everything that you want to hear. No, you you right. And for Usher to go and do this tiny desk, right? Yeah, those four or five songs right there. Come on, yeah. And then to end it off with my way, mm-hmm. come on, man. Stop playing with him. Stop, play, <laughs> stop playing with that, man. Stop playing with that, man. I will say, uh, because when it also comes down to it, when you factor in your songs, features are included. This is what we had talked about on our, uh, on Twitter. Like, features can be included, too. So if you have a strong feature... Then psh, you can include that in your uh in your battle too because I mean fat, fat Joe versus Ja Rule they had hella features come out. Mm-hmm. Ashanti y- yeah oh boy, what and, and she right up there with Usher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> but yeah, if it fe- features are definitely included, <laughs> and, that, and that includes like features on your songs and songs that you were featured in. Um, that would be tough too. Yeah, that's that's just like yo because if if because uh, Usher has some songs that he was a strong feature on, and Chris Brown has some songs that he was a strong feature in. But all right, so let me ask you this: 
what genre specifically would Usher be and what genre specifically would Chris Brown be? See, that's the thing, though, because Chris Brown, even though he's not the best, he has branched off into rap a little bit because there's a lot of the songs that he has, he's he rapping. a little bit on. of pop, too. Yeah, that as well. R&B, but, pop, and hip-hop. Yep. Um, Usher has a, a lot of pop tracks, too. If you talk about the later albums, yeah. um, definitely has some pop tracks on there. But if we, I mean, if we keeping it strictly R and B, I'm I'm pushing Usher. If we <laughs> if we encompassing everything else, it'll be like Usher, but it'll be damn, it'll be so damn close that I'll probably be like, damn, yo. But I I don't know if I can actually like. It, as you said, it'll be four three. It's like it's a game seven. Like damn, this might come down to like who got the last shot and who makes the best play and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's go it's go it's go come down to that. Like yo, okay. But seriously, like I still would want to see it. And Chris Brown had mentioned it briefly on Drink Champs, but I, I think I think everybody wants to see it because obviously in Usher's peer category, nobody was seeing him. And you can say the same thing for Chris Brown. Amongst his peers, nobody was seeing him as far as bodies of bodies of work and performance. Now I will I will say that there is one person that would probably see Usher, but that person is in jail right now, and we don't mention <laughs> <laughs> we don't mention that guy. <laughs> yeah, they said make him younger so he can do more time. <laughs> <laughs> you know how diabolical that is, bro. Like he's already doing a thirty piece. Like if he lives, that's eighty. They said make him younger. <laughs> I, no comment on that, bro. No comment. I'm gonna say, but yeah, by the time he gets Damn. out, he he will be an old man. So, I mean, he, he it is what it is. But at, at, but as we said, he would be the only person that uh, that could actually be considered maybe uh, a peer of Usher as far as like bodies of work. I but, mean, hit for hit, nah. That's that's like I don't know if anybody's seen neck, him. Neck but, and neck, right there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really know who to. Who to choose if that that were truly a, a thing, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, still, that'll be an interesting to see if we get Usher versus Chris Brown in an actual versus, and I hope that it can continue to be a celebration of music because if it comes down to deep cuts, they also got some deep cuts that never made radio that are like really good too. So. Shh. We'll see, man. We'll see. It, it'll be interesting. Um, while we're on the subject of the culture, I want to briefly want to mention this before we get into this quick lit mid or miss. I, I did watch the BET Awards. I I was down bad with COVID, obviously. So and you had time. We, I had time, so I watched the BET Awards, man. Um, shout out Coco Jones. Yes. Yes, Coco Jones. Um, there was another artist that I, I got hip to on there, but I, I can't remember the name. But still, um, Dochi had a, a a good performance. But a lot of people were kind of weirded out about her performance. But I was like, Dochi, for what what her music caters to, she could be big. And I think because she signed the TDE, that's gonna be their next biggest uh, project. Since Kendrick is gone, it's like, well, here comes Dochi. Like, oh. You know, and I've listened to Dochi's um her last I guess album or EP before she signed with TDE, and she got some lyrics, she got some dope lyrics and she got some dope concepts, mm. you know. But 
definitely pay attention to her for those of y'all who haven't. Uh, I will say the performance by Kirk Franklin and Mav City Singers, and we actually had this discussion about this. While I'm not the biggest fan of Christian contemporary music because I'm gospel through and through, that was still a great performance. And I, I have to check out more of Mav, City, uh, Mav City's work because they they actually did their thing as far as that performance went. Uh, this goes back to the whole singing issue. We need mm-hmm. to have more singers like start in the church and get more vocal training and more vocal practice. I mean, even if you are no longer consider yourself Christian or whatever, we got to get more singers to start in the church. We got to get them to, you know, be in vocal classes as well as maybe do chorus in high school or, or before high school. We got to get that vocal training back because it's clear that some of these singers don't have the 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 vocal background and yes i'm i don't i don't man he's my mans but give you on bro all right and part of that wasn't his fault i know i know i'm saying yeah somebody went back and broke it down but at the same time it goes back to the training yeah whatever the track is you should uh, 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 drop it you know what i'm saying Uh (laughs) modulate you should be able to to figure out a way to to get it correct yeah if you feel as though that something went wrong you got to be able to act quickly like okay my voice is not where it needs to be right now let me bring it down a little bit until i can get to where i need to be but Still, it was just like, damn, son, that beginning was rough. I mean, he he eventually corrected it, obviously, but yeah. Um, LMA. Um, I it's LMA. It's not that she's not a great singer because the vocals are there. But me and my friend Lauren, we had this discussion that we think that her stage presence doesn't fit her where her vocals are. It's like she doesn't have the stage presence that she needs to. And Ella May has a very low register, if you've ever heard her like sing. She has sing a, a intimate, intimate setting. Uh, yeah, ve- like, very much so. Her performing at Ogden was probably perfect. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, kn- her, her register is it's soft. It's it's it, elegant. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not no. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's not it's not like pop level. And then on top of that, she's not a barker. But if you look at if I were to compare, I would say, you know, her register reminds me of Tony Braxton, even though Tony Braxton could hit them high alto notes when in the right setting. But that's kind of what LMA's voice reminds me of. And it's like, okay, look, you have a very low intimate register and I think that the the way that her performance was, it just didn't fit what her vocals were doing but that's not to say that you know she was a bad singer it's just the performance didn't fit and that boils down to the conversation that brandon and i had on the last episode is like there are certain singers that when they perform live it has to be the right setting because you know if you're performing at a lounge or if you're performing at you know on a stage where you can get the you know the the sound check to do you know to cater to your voice and things like that great but if you're like performing live and whatnot and you're on stage and it's just like in front of millions of people on the outside and whatnot that might not be the best fit or find a way to cater your performance to the crowd that you're performing to and that way you can make it work like the way black did so that being said 
the BET Awards itself was okay. It, it's not like it used to be, obviously. Uh, it, and it just, there were certain things that went right, and then there were certain things I was scratching my head on. And Diddy, of course, got the Lifetime Achievement Award, but the thing about Diddy's performance was there were so many acts that should have came out that he didn't bring out. And unfortunately, Diddy was, we, we all know the history with Diddy and some of these acts. Like, when it comes to Mace, man, put some respect on Mace's name, bro. I, why didn't he not bring out 112? I, I'll never know, but still, it is what it is. <sighs> Which, this brings us to a quick lit, mid, or miss. And I have to talk about Drake's album, Honestly Nevermind, that dropped a couple weeks ago. Honestly, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, the, the issue with this album for me is not the genre. Do not get me wrong. House music has its place in the world. I have a love-hate relationship with house music. There are some house albums that I was like, okay, yeah. There's some that I'm like, okay, nah. But... I'm I'm gonna mention there's a there's a house uh, album that that has no vocals on it. It's, it's called uh, Watch Out by I Jordan. It dropped last year. That's a good house album or house EP. If you want to go all the way back to the '90s, I mean, we cook Crystal Waters a lot, but Crystal Waters has some great house music. But what this was, and I know a lot of my. Uh, folks were was talking bad about me and they were just like no this is the summer for the for the geese this is music for the geese and for the ducks i'm like there is such thing as good and bad house music this was not good this is just this was a complete miss for me and to break it down it's not so much that the the the, the music itself was bad it's just that drake's vocals were terrible there's only two or three songs, not including Jimmy Cooks, because that's not really a house music song. That's actually. But that rap. was the only good song, <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion. Now look, I like Sticky and I like Massive. And okay, some... those were the only three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, if you look for uh, Falling Back, Falling Back, his vocals were absolute garbage, bro. It's like, bro, you're str- either you're straining or you're not really trying. I don't know which one it is, but they just weren't good, and it wasn't mixed good either. And then text go green, eh, well, whatever, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's there. But some of them other songs, it's just like, I don't have any purpose to go back to. Like, I, it has no replayability for me. I'm not going to go back and sit here and listen to his whole entire album over again. I did that four times to try and see if I could. <laughs> that was four too many. <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm saying. I wanted to be sure that I was judging this correctly. That's why I listened to it that many times. He got two listens off it from me. And then the second one, it was literally listen, skip, listen, skip. Okay. Sticky. Listen, skip. Li- okay. Skip. Skip, 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 skip. Mm-hmm. Massive. I mean, uh. Jimmy Cooks. Jimmy Cooks. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that song is my shit. But. Which, Sir Savage. We need something. Yeah, man. I, I can oh. I can go and listen to Savage Mode too, but I, I we, yeah, we need we need something from Twenty One Savage again. It's it's the summertime. <laughs> Come on, man. 
But yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about the album, man. It's just look again. House music has its place. There are some great house music albums out there. Shoot, we can even go back to 2010 before Dead Mouse's music was considered EDM. It was considered house music. Now, granted, I will always say house music was started and is really best performed by black people. As Beyonce, "Break My Soul" just dropped. That is the definition of great house music. Like, she dropped a banger. What Drake did? Nah, I can't fade it. I can't. But, anyway, that is... That's my opinion of it. I, my mama calling. I'm going to have to give her a call back real quick. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of how I felt about this last album. Honestly, never mind. Um, mm, yeah, never mind, guy. I'm... I, I still believe to this day that that is his worst project that he's ever dropped. Now, granted, in terms of, I didn't try to compare it as far as like hip hop because I knew like, okay, I can't compare it to his other hip albums because they're hip hop albums. But I can try to compare it to more so more life because that was the best like test run for that. And I honestly like more life more. But that's just me. He did something different, which is fine. When you're an artist, you can do whatever you want and you can try different things and you can try your hand in uh, different genres of music but this did not work for me and I know a lot of people saying on oh, this is kind of fire after they second or third or fourth listen through it just doesn't work for me guys I'm sorry and I will stand on that kudos to him but uh, yeah that ain't it boss yeah and I mean he still sold 210,000 copies his first week which I mean yeah okay but I think we're getting to the point now where Drake's name is just, I mean, is, is, is bigger than the music that he drops sometimes. And, and you can say that about a lot of artists, is that their name has gotten so big, some people might see them as invincible, or they themselves might see themselves as invincible. Just because you're invincible doesn't mean that you can't drop mid or bad music every now and again. And this was bad, in my opinion. It's not good. But whatever the case may be, it is what it is. Uh, you got any new business? Because otherwise, I think we can go ahead and talk about what's next for the pod. Um, if you if you don't have any other uh new business or new topics that you wanted to discuss, um, I just seen somebody post something about Sean King saying not to to support him, and that he oh, Talcum X, huh? I said Talcum X. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that was new to me. Uh, it just popped up on my my story as I was watching, but um, I don't know. It's just when it really boils down to it, a lot of the the things going on in this world, they don't make me sad, but it just makes me think differently about a whole lot of things. Like you know what I'm saying? It's it's really just I want to see everybody win and be successful. But if you aren't doing that truly out of love, I don't think it's it's going to ever be a point where we get back to how it was when we were growing up, where, you know, family functions felt like family functions. And I mean, I get it. The older we get, we lose people. But, like, the whole point of being a family and having family is to recreate. Mm-hmm. As as closely as possible, at least. So, 
like even still and lord forbid but i want to be able to have all my family come together you know what i'm saying whether i met you through school whether you're my actual family my work family and I do have co-workers that I, I consider family because they are the reason why, you know, you get through your shift. Mm-hmm. Those work relationships are, are unmatched. And when you can you can gain to understand people outside of their, their work perspective and understand what's going on in their personal, you know what I'm saying? You gain another set of family. So, so it's just like, like I said, I want all my family to be able to come together and to just celebrate and and commune. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I want that for the country. Ab- absolutely. The way we going, we we coming towards another civil war, bro. I I don't doubt it, man. I it's, at first I used to think that was outrageous, but now I'm like, uh, honestly, I don't doubt it. And like I go back and and look at the original civil war. Mm-hmm. And I ain't no history buff, so some of it is still not all the way there. But, like, it was a lot of stuff that they was fighting for back then. Like, Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, man. bro, what? So, <laughs> I'm just going to say. That's why I said this. Yeah. The mm. the way that this Supreme Court <laughs> has going, and they're, they're trying to give a lot of power back to states' rights. <sighs> And that that's a whole other subject about states' rights and whatnot, and and I can get into that 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 bull crap because they're like, oh, well, the abortion rights should be in the power of the states. I'm like, well, that's the same exact reasoning that uh that states had for keeping slavery. It's like this this power should belong to the states. What what? Some of some of this stuff is just. And, and I am kind of a history buff, but uh, it's for another episode for another time because obviously I'm just like, Ugh. but anyway, that that goes back into. For us, what's next for the pod? Now, we are going to take a break. Obviously, this is going to be our finale. Um, I am going to do one episode at at DreamCon. Hopefully, I'll be able to uh, get some good recordings in. That's going to be the epilogue. And then afterwards, we're going to take a little bit of a break and then come back for season four. Now, for season four, obviously, we have more music roundtables planned. Um, obviously, we have to do uh, a music roundtable for the Weezy Mixtapes, which we're in the middle of listening to right now. And a music roundtable for Erica Badu. Those are going to be the first two that we start off with. Um, we're going to have more black creatives on this pod and talk about their their projects that they're working on. We're going to have more black professionals on this pod as well. Uh, I do have a list of professionals that I want to get going on here. And on top of that, some new updates as well. I'm definitely going to have a bigger presence on social media. And obviously, we're still looking for two other co-hosts, so we're 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 getting that down, and we're gonna make these things happen. But those are just some of the updates that this pod is going to have, and of course, for season four, we will definitely have some merch out. We're definitely gonna get into designing that and making sure that we have some merch for you guys, so that way you can have your favorite podcast broadcast on your favorite T-shirts. So be on the lookout for that. Definitely be sure that you uh, subscribe to the Patreon because there are going to be more bonus episodes that are going to be included on the Patreon account and on the Patreon account exclusively. So a lot of the bonus solo episodes you hear me doing, you'll more than likely hear me doing solo on the Patreon. If you want to hear those episodes, you got to go to the Patreon. And trust me, like I got, I got a lot of things to say. So definitely 
definitely check those out. Um, and then if we have any other bonus content that we want to do, it's going to be exclusively to the Patreon. So please be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon account. Again, subscribe to patreon.com forward slash chaoticoachpod. I don't care which level you do with that. Just be sure that you subscribe. At any rate, I think that is all the time that we have. Really quickly, of course, obviously, since we were down bad for uh, a couple of weeks here, obviously the Golden State Warriors became NBA champions once again uh, during that time period. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that on the last episode, but if I did, then, yep, you already know. Uh, And then... While I was down bad with COVID, I also got a chance to watch the Stanley Cup Finals and saw the Colorado Avalanche become the Stanley Cup champions. So, shout out to them. Hockey is really entertaining. Hockey is really entertaining, especially in the playoffs. Like, I don't know why um, I don't watch a lot of it, but hockey is definitely entertaining. And it's not as long as soccer either, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I I don't know if the, if the World Cup is happening today. I mean, not today. This year or if it's um. next, but... I thought it was like every. I think because it's twenty twenty two, so I'm like I'm thinking that the World Cup should have been this year in regards to soccer. So, but I'll, I'll pay attention to that. I about to say, but yeah, no, uh, hockey, soccer, baseball. I watch all this stuff that people don't usually watch. So I don't be bored when there isn't football or basketball. That's, <laughs> no, that's real. Um, I'm definitely gonna be watching more hockey, baseball. Uh, man, I, it's so hard to like get into baseball during the season just because there's so many games. You just got so the way I I do baseball. I get one team from the north, a team from the south, a team from the Midwest, and a team from out west. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I can, if I if I'm paying attention, I'll know when the Braves are playing. Okay, I'll know when Boston's playing. I'll know when um, the White Sox are playing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll know when, like, the Dodgers or somebody are playing. Oh, okay. I don't – my main team is, is Boston. Mm-hmm. But anytime I'm, I'm – oh, and then shout out home team, the Mariners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <definitely>. you know, <laughs> I, I catch, catch a Mariners game every now and again. Uh, catch a Nationals game. And then I also get the alerts to my phone. So. Okay. But that's how I catch the what's going on around the, the mm. league. And then when it comes down to playoffs, okay, I can know, okay, Boston's lined up to take out that so-and-so. Or it's going to be a, a quick series. You know, baseball is cool. You just have to know how to allocate your, your viewpoint. For I it. got you. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I'll definitely be paying a little more attention to that. Uh, I'm pretty much um, – I'm any – Anybody but the Yankees, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, rugby not too long ago as well. Oh, work? Yeah. It, um, it comes on sometimes whenever I, like, bar hop. So, like, I see, um, like, I think the last one I watched was Fiji versus France or something like that. I'm oh, like, okay. The French play, play <laughs> rugby? <laughs> very, very interesting indeed. But, yeah, now rugby is, like, uh, hot Peter. kick the ball off they catch it they get in the scrums like Mm -hmm. bro i'm telling you like i I, only thing i have not figured out is uh cricket oh yeah i I, (laughs) i'd be so lost yeah I'm, i'm definitely lost on cricket too bro uh but i definitely i watch i watch golf i watch tennis 
Uh, you know, so I'm like, you know, I'm not that bored over the summer and whatnot. You know, I'll try to get into soccer when I can. But definitely, I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to hockey. And I know with baseball season, it's in the middle of the summer. So I know that they'll have the All-Star game and then we'll get into the playoffs pretty soon, too. So I'll definitely be paying attention to that. Well, all right. Um, are there any black businesses that you want to highlight, bro, before we get up out of here? Not off the top of my head. Hey, it is what it is, man. So, with that, uh, we just want to be sure that we thank everybody for tuning in this season. This was our longest season. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we dropped like over 30 episodes this season. 32 main episodes and a whole bunch of bonus ones. So, we definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in to this season. Because, again, season three was our longest one. Because usually we end this, like, usually after 18 or uh, we did 18 for season one and then, like, 21 or 22 for season two. So we definitely pushed the bar with this one and went over 30. So it, it was a lot of content that we dropped this year. But we definitely appreciate you for tuning in for this uh, for this season and for tuning into the season finale here. Uh, once again, just thank you for everybody that came through and dropped some knowledge on us or dropped their business on us we definitely will continue to support you guys and we will have more conversations with you as well uh so be on the lookout for that and most importantly you know thank you to my co-hosts for once again being a part of this uh i definitely couldn't have done it without them and i'm glad that they're here uh definitely shout out to nasa i know she's not here physically but i definitely appreciate her and uh, as always i appreciate law for doing this thing with me no uh, man yes, always sir. yes sir you know what I'm saying? Need a little outlet sometimes. Oh, man. absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. So, with that, we got to be sure that we do our wrap-up here. So, for the anime podcast, be sure that you pay attention to Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu, Worst Generation Podcast, Blanime Anime Podcast. I am a Patreon subscriber to those three, so be sure that you pay attention to that. Shout-out to Blanime Anime Podcast. They are back. They are back after a long hiatus, so definitely check them out. Shout-out to Animalytical, where shit gets critical. Matter of fact, if you haven't checked it out already, please be sure that you pay attention to Animalytical because this next episode will include some special guests. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You can catch them either live on Clubhouse or catch them live on Twitter Spaces. If you don't catch a live episode, they will drop on all streaming platforms, but definitely check out Animalytical and definitely check out the latest episode that they will drop this week. Again, we'll include some of your favorite guests. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Pay attention. Definitely check us out. Um, anyway, uh, also shout out to uh, Dad Needs to Talk, Art Art Podcast, uh, Inside the Mind of a Blur, Truth and Transparency Podcast, The Session with Jane Trey, and Brutal Honesty with Kay Renee. Also be sure that you check out her novellas under the pen name Sedona Rose. For our black content creators, definitely shout out to Black Anime, HBCU Anime, and The Sundari who all three work in tandem, but just be sure that you check out their YouTube videos. Check out The Geechee Gamer by my girl Kiana, Icarus Metro Commerce by my boy Calvin, and, of course, Studio Maho. Uh, today is actually Studio Maho Day. As you're hearing this, this would have been Sunday, but definitely check out Studio Maho Day. Um, they are getting ready to make some announcements as well, so shout-out to both Allende and Pat. For our black business shout-outs, already paid by Dre, KSS Brand by Christina, Cream Cosmetics by my girl Naima, Mind Over Money by my girl Tremaine. Against Do Your Maho. Concept Moon by my boy Strange Keith. She Designs 2 by my girl Aaron. Lit Wands by my girls Lauren and Tierra. H4 Creative by my girl Zenobia. Please be sure that you check out these black businesses as well. 
With that, guys, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at the Chaotic Culture Podcast page. You can also follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture and on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro, on all social media. You can follow Law on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96 and on Twitter at Law 96 underscore. And you can follow Miss Nasa on all social media at underscore Kaminasa. Please be sure, once again, that you subscribe to the Patreon account. That's patreon.com forward slash chaoticculturepod for all your bonus content. It doesn't matter which level that you support. We greatly appreciate you. Or you can subscribe to us on anchor.fm if you want to support us that way as well. This has been the season three finale of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Once again, everybody, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your support. And we just... Can't thank you enough for giving us a chance to speak to you all. Give us some feedback, yo. Please, definitely. Uh, And you can do that, of course, by either giving us a five-star review on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple. Or you can just message us. You want to DM us, message us on any of the social media. Just let us know how we can, you know, better service our community. And if there are any subjects that you want to talk about. Regarding black business, black culture, black content creatives, or just anything in general. Just be sure that you uh, message us, DM us, where our ears are open. If you are looking to be a guest on this show, email me at chaoticculture1 at gmail.com so that way we can iron out all the details. Definitely want to be sure that we have more guests on here and that we continue to celebrate. Especially when it comes to black culture, we cannot celebrate our black content creators enough. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, embrace the culture, chaos rules, be blessed, be safe, God is love. See you next week for our epilogue, and see you mid-August or September for season four. Deuces! One. In these streets, so let's talk about it, please. Let's hold some conversation. You see where I'm coming from? Yes, it's so amazing. Go on here, get comfortable. You can grab a seat, take a load off your feet. Yeah, welcome to the table. We don't tell no lies over here. This ain't no fable. We just live our lives over here. We ain't no angels. We just shine our light over here. We got the power. Uh, we just showing love over here. Everybody needs some